as an adult learner, I think the most wonderful thing is that you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to do it in a traditional way that they're telling you you need to do it. You can figure out what is best for you. How do I need to learn this material? The links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found at languagehacking.com forward slash 131. Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hey there, language lovers. Shannon Kennedy here with Benny Lewis for another episode of the Language Hacking Podcast, where we're talking to Deanna, who learned Italian with us as a part of the Fluent in Three Months Challenge, a 90-day program where you aim to have a 15-minute conversation in your new language as a part of a supportive community. You can learn more at languagehacking.com slash challenge. So let's get into our chat with Deanna. Deanna, can you share with us how you got started with your language learning journey. Absolutely. So I think my my story is very similar to a lot of your stories. Um, when we start out, we have to take our language in high school or college. So I had to do two two years in high school and two two years in college. So I started with Spanish because I think uh, it was just Spanish and French and maybe an Asian language, maybe Chinese that were offered at my school. And I thought, okay, Spanish will be great. I should learn that one. But um, it didn't go very well. I thought at the time it was because I wasn't focused or maybe I just wasn't getting it. Uh, but then when I needed to learn it in college as well, it was the same thing. It was boring. You know, I just, I didn't like it. I, it, it just, um, it wasn't for me, I felt. Um, the way that the classes were structured, it was just this information that was kind of just being fed at you, sort of. And so I never learned it. And then over the years, as an adult, I tried different things. I tried Pimsleur, which also wasn't for me, not saying that it doesn't work, but um, I had to realize that there's a certain way that I I need to learn. So um, I think it was last year, I really wanted to learn a language. And um, I've always been in in love with Italian from um, childhood. I don't know why I have no idea, but the Italian language is just so beautiful to me. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to learn Italian. I love it. It's beautiful. Maybe this way I'll finally learn a language. And so um, I enrolled in, uh, it was like um, a course, I think at Wellesley online. And I started taking it. I liked it. But then I wanted something because my schedule is really busy. I wanted something that I could listen to in my car. So that's when I found Italian Pod 101. And it was great. But as I mentioned, my schedule is really busy. So um I wasn't, I wasn't consistent, but I had been getting Benny's emails for years and years and years and following the blog and, um, hearing about the, the challenge, the 90 day challenge. So I decided, um, I'm going to join this challenge because this is the only way I think that I'm going to stick with it. I really want to learn this language. I don't want to be back and forth, but if I finally have, uh, this accountability, uh, accountability, I think I'll stick with it. And so I did, and it was wonderful. That's amazing. And like you said, your story is very similar to a lot of our stories. And I know for me personally, I had tried so many things and I never, for many years, never had any success. So like, how did you push through all of that instead of giving into the temptation of deciding, do you know what? I don't have the language gene. I was not meant to learn a language. So how do you push through that when you keep seeing what seems like evidence 
that, you know, I've tried this course, I've tried this, and I'm still not able to speak the language. How do you push through that? Well, I was so determined, you know, I just, like I mentioned, I love this language so much. It's so beautiful. And uh, part of the reason why I joined the challenge, uh, it it was, of course, the accountability, but I thought if I'm going to spend the money, I got to do it. You know, I have to stick with this. And so um, I knew that being in this community with all these other learners would also encourage me and it would keep me moving forward. And I had a goal. You know, st- joining the challenge, it gives you that goal. In 90 days, you need to be able to be able to have this 15-minute conversation. And so I'm very just uh, goal-centric, I guess you could say. If I set the date, then I'm going to stick with it. And that was the problem in the past. I never set a date. I didn't really have my why was just because, you know, because I love the language, it's beautiful. But I didn't have this, uh, this set date where I want to do this by. So that's what the challenge really did for me. It was setting the date and then giving me all of the tools in the challenge. Okay. This is where you need to be at on this, you know, this week, week by week, you gave us the tools and that, that, uh, to keep us on our, on our path forward. So that was really helpful, you know, having the italki tutors and then also reading the daily postings of everyone, um, every method that they were using or, you know, this worked for me and that one didn't work for me. So seeing what the other learners were doing as well, and then just trying what they were doing, seeing if it worked for me, if not moving to something else, that really helped as well. But the, the biggest part of it was just having that goal and, and sticking with it. That helped me through that 90 days, even when it was hard and <laughs> tired and it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest part of me having that set date. So I have a question for you because you went from struggling to learn languages for a really long time to finally getting to this point where like you feel like you did it with the challenge. So can you talk a little bit about what that feeling was like and how it's helped you with your motivation since taking part in the challenge? Oh, it was so amazing. I learned a lot about myself during that time because Sometimes when you when you're learning these languages in the traditional school um, setup, which we all it, it just doesn't work. We know it just doesn't work, and so it it can make you feel um, unmotivated, makes you feel like you just cannot learn. But um, as an adult learner, I think the most wonderful thing is that you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to do it in a traditional way that they're telling you you need to do it. You can figure out what is best for you. How do I need to learn this material? You know, and then um, so through the the course, um, through the the um, yeah the, the the ninety day period, I learned a lot about what's going to drive me and what is going to keep me on this on this path. Um, for instance, I started out with um, a certain Italki t- tutor, and she taught me a lot of grammar, but it was full immersion. And I know that that can be very beneficial and it can work, but after thirty days, to um, two sessions a week with her. I just was so lost. And I got to a point where I was zoning out when she's spitting all this Italian at me. I was zoning out and just kind of looking at the pictures that she showed and trying to figure it out from there. So at the 30 days, I was no closer to my 90 day, you know, achieving my goal. And at that point I had to make a decision. Okay. I can't do these classes anymore. Cause I'm not, I'm not paying attention. And, um, from that point I switched to um, I found another tutor and she was great, but also I does this thing where they give you a little, um, questionnaire and 
they find a tutor that's good for you. And that's when I found Mirella. She teaches through songs. And as soon as I saw her profile, I clicked on it and I signed up for her classes and I'm still taking her classes. Learning through music is amazing. You have to know what you like, right? You have to know what drives you. And I love music. I love songs. So when I found out she can teach me Italian through something I already love, okay, I'm going to do this. And so that was another thing that pushed me through and helped me continue learning and getting to that 90 day point and even continuing after, after the challenge. Because the thing is, after you built this habit, after 90 days, you don't want to fall off and then stop learning your language and let life take over again. But when you have these, um, these, these lessons or these methods in place that you really love, then you stick with it even after that. And it can help you in other areas of your life. Um, I, I like to, I like to do so many things. I have all these things that I want to do, all these goals. I want to, I'm trying to learn piano. I'm trying to learn violin. You know, I, I was learning Korean, but had to put it to the side to just focus on Italian. But even the, the challenge helped me in these other areas of my life to start the goal. And to keep working towards the goal because it's, it becomes your habit after you do these things for a certain period of time, then it's ingrained in you. And then you don't have to think, oh, I'm so tired, but I have to do Italian today or I have to do my piano lessons today. Even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, just it becomes a part of your daily life to where you want, you have to do it. You can't go to sleep without doing it. So that's why the, the challenge has been so beneficial for me. It got me from that point where I knew zero uh, Italian to where. My listening is better and I, my reading comprehension is comprehension is better. And I feel like I've I've learned so much and, and I'm so excited to continue learning. That's amazing. And like you said, like a big part of it was the accountability and uh, the fact that we really encourage people to get those spoken lessons as a core of the whole um, whole challenge itself. But you uh, obviously had that passion before the challenge and you would have tried to get into a routine. It's not like the challenge was the first time in your life you ever had a routine. So what do you think would be the major, like obviously the italki lessons were a big difference, but when you look at your routine during and after the challenge compared to before, um, like you, you had the motivating factor of, you know, you needed to do this, the deadlines were coming up, but like within the routine itself, what was, what was changing? I think the love for the language grew um, grew for me and I wanted to just immerse myself in it. So sometimes when we think of immersion, we think we, we need to move to the country, but of course it's not possible for everyone, but you can still immerse yourself in the language. And so I don't watch much TV, but now I'll turn my TV on and I'll turn on an Italian show and um, I'm listening to music and all I listen to now is Italian songs, uh, whether it's Disney, we all love Disney. <laughs> Or, you know, I found these artists that I love that um, Italian artists. Um, and then when I'm in my car, I'm listening to an Italian lang- uh, an Italian lesson, whether it's my story learning. I, I love Ali's story learning. So listen to that. I listen to different podcasts. So it's just the immersion um, in the language. So always being surrounded. To you, so where you get to a point where when you're thinking something, it's auto- it automatically comes out in your target language you know, or you want to reply something to your family or your friend, and it comes out in, in that target language. Um, I think that that's what's changed for me um, from the challenge. And then because like you said, I did have, I wanted to do it and I had the motivation, um, but I just couldn't stick with it. But 
um, this past year, that's what has been that major change for me that now I just try to immerse myself in that language continuously so that I'm always getting some kind of exposure to it. And then what the magic happens when you are repeatedly listening, you know, you find your favorite songs and you're repeatedly listening to them. And at first, you know, it's just, you know, have, you have no idea what they're saying. But then as you're listening more and more, your brain starts wrapping around that language and then you start picking out the words. Oh my gosh, I just, I know what that word is. Oh, I know that word too. And then you start putting it together. Oh my God, I know what they just said, you know? And so those kind of things are really motivating to keep you, when you see that, um, the progress being made, even in these tiny little baby steps, it really pushes you forward because you can see the process, the progress happening. So there's a word that you've used a few times in some of your answers, and I kind of want to focus in on it, and that's accountability. You talked about how important accountability has been for you since taking on the challenge. Can you talk a little bit more about what exactly that looks like and why it was so effective for you? Yes. So um, as adult learners, we have so many different elements to our lives that you just don't have as a child, right? So you have your family, you have your job, you have all these things that happen within that space, those few hours when you come home for the day and you have all these things to do. So the reason why I needed that accountability is because I get lost in all the things that go on in my life. So, but when I have that accountability partner, even if it's just one person and they're checking in with me and they're saying, Hey, did you, how's your Italian going? How, you know, what did you learn this week? That keeps me going. It's a driving force for me. That was what was lacking before when I was just doing it on my own. It was just, you know, Deanna's doing this kind of in secret and she wants to surprise everybody at the end. Nobody knows she's learning Italian. But then when you let people into that and they're excited for you. And um, for example, I have a friend that's learning Spanish and she tried Pimsleur and um, now she's kind of a little bored with Pimsleur. So she said, what are those other things that you do? And I said, oh, Italian Pot 101. And I start naming things. And she says, no, it is an app. And I said, oh, Duolingo. And she said, yes. I said, OK, I want to be clear. You cannot become fluent with Duolingo. But it's a, one of those things where we can be accountable with each other. We can do challenges with each other. It can help us in certain ways. And so she's moving along with her Spanish and with the things that she's doing. And then we practice our I'll say something in Italian and she'll say something in Spanish like that. And so we're getting that kind of conversation practice a little, a little weird, but we're still practicing. But those kind of things also motivate us and excites us to continue in our journey, even if it gets difficult. Um, and so those are um, um, also I use I'm big on accountability apps. So, for instance, I use an app called Tangerine and in that I can put my habits in it and every day I can check off the habits that I do. And then you get your street going and it's exciting. So I like lists. I'm one of those people that likes to write things down and I like to be able to check it off. I did this. And um, I use a forest app for productivity. So um, I, I mentioned it during the challenge. Uh, you you set a certain time period that you want to work on a certain thing. So for Italian, I can set the time that I want to do my Italian lesson. And then after the end, I focus for 30 minutes or 45 minutes on my Italian. And then I have a, a beautiful tree in my forest <laughs> in the app. So these kind of things um, are really, really helpful for me just because I get distracted. I get, you know, I start a habit and then I, there's a shiny thing and I run after it. I see a squirrel and I run after it. So that's why accountability was so, so important for me. 
um, without that accountability, I don't, I know I, I just couldn't have done it. I would have continued the starting and stopping in Italian um, as uh, that I had been doing before I joined the challenge. And you just mentioned that your accountability buddy, uh, you kind of uh, popping and out with Spanish and you actually do plan to take on Spanish one day. So um, can you share a bit more about like, what will this look like for you and how are you going to make sure your Italian isn't going to suffer as you add Spanish into your routine? Well, I have a secret. So when she, my friend joined uh, Duolingo with her Spanish, I popped into my little Duolingo Spanish um, that I hadn't looked at in forever. And I thought, let me, you know, let me look at a lesson. And I could not believe it, but it made so much sense. And from where I've come in my Italian, it's helped me with Spanish. And I don't know how much I'll focus on Spanish right now because Italian and Spanish are so different. I mean, so similar, different in many ways, but very similar. And I don't want to muddle up my Italian before I get to intermediate, like that B2 level. But it's um, I'm so amazed at how much Spanish I understand now because of Italian. And Spanish was the thing that I felt like I can't learn it. I'm just maybe I'm just not that interested in Spanish. I need to learn it. It'll be so helpful for me in my life, but I can't focus on it. But now just after seeing that and seeing her progress and when she says something to me in Spanish and I understand now that feels like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I cannot wait to do a Spanish challenge because I'm going to kill it. I was going to be so amazing <laughs> and not scary at all because starting the challenge for, with Italian was, you know, scary. It was this big lofty goal. I felt like, am I really going to be able to do it? But after going through that challenge and then now seeing how much Spanish I understand just because of my Italian, oh, I can't wait. I think it's going to be amazing. So a lot of the time, as you had mentioned earlier, as adults, we have a, we have other things going on. We have our jobs, we have our families, we have other responsibilities. And during your last challenge, you had a lot of personal circumstances that could have derailed you at any point, um, but you kept going. So what are some of the things that you found work for you to stick with something like learning a language when in a moment of crisis, it could feel like the least important thing in the world? Yeah. So, yeah, there were a lot of a lot of things that were going uh, was going on at the time. Um, I think making it fun was so important. Um, what I really love, um, Benny, you always talk about how, you know, a lot of teachers, they want to start with grammar, right? But it's not really that necessary, um, for you to start with grammar. And actually when you're starting with grammar, your head just wants to explode because you're, <laughs> you're just trying to make it all make sense, but it's not really a natural way of learning. Um, if that's the way that you want to accomplish it, then that's fine. Um, but it doesn't work for everyone. And so I had to figure out what is, how am I going to stick with this? Even when it's really hard and I'm tired, I'm so exhausted and I just don't feel like it. It has to be fun. At the end of the day, my learning has to be fun for me. So um, I mentioned my first italki teacher, um, you know, was full immersion. And I was just, I started to dread the, the lessons because it wasn't benefiting me. And then we were going weeks for, you know, talking about how to order a meal in Italy, but I'm not going to Italy. And that, so that wasn't helping me with my goal. And then the next um, tutor was, she was good. And we started out learning how to describe yourself and describe your family. And she was trying to help me toward the 90 day goal. And, and so it was good. But then we switched into food. 
I feel like that's maybe common with grammar teachers. They want to teach you how to order a meal. <laughs> and so it's like, this isn't, this isn't working. So, you know, you just kind of have to, I had to stick with what's going to be beneficial for me, not something that I'm going to dread doing um, when I'm tired and I don't feel like it. It has to be fun. So that's why the, the music language learning lessons were so fun. I was constantly motivated because um, I could, I started just looking at songs myself and finding the songs that I liked and then just trying to interpret them myself. And then I can bring them back to my teacher. It was fun for me. And she's teaching me during our lessons, even though uh, the way that she does it is going line by line, every verse, we go line by line. And she says, okay, what words don't you know? And then she tells me about those words and then she breaks down the verbs and she tells me, you know, she gives me grammar in those lessons, but it's fun. You know, it's not, okay, there's are, ire, ere, and this is how you conjugate. You know, it's, this is the background and she's giving me the context of it. And this is how you would say it in this situation. And, you know, and we're learning it, learning to some of the, the songs that I liked. Um, they were really colloquial and she goes, okay, so this is, you wouldn't say this in this type of situation. This is how you should say it in standard Italian. And she, she always says, uh, I don't know if this interests you. Um, but it's so, um, it's so interesting to me because I like to know how things work. So when the lessons are exciting, then you want to keep going with them. Um, and then, um, with the story learning, I, I use that as well. That's something that also kept me going because I love to read. And so when I'm learning in this very natural way that makes so much sense, you know, this is how kids learn, right? The parent is saying, hey, uh, don't do this. Or, you know, we're using our hand movements or we're pointing at things. And that's how the babies are learning. But that's how we learn best, I think, too. I've learned that through uh, the story learning, too, is when we're hearing the 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 uh spoken language and we have context for it then that's how our brains process and so just doing the the language learning in those kinds of ways to where it made sense to me and as it's making sense I'm getting excited about it and it's so much fun to me because I'm learning about this language too like my mind is just completely my brain is just on fire it's excited you know that's how I was able to uh, during that, that time period when my life was so hectic and I was like, I don't know if I could, if I'm going to be able to stick to it and I've kind of, I'm off my goal and I missed some days, whatever the case may be. I just, uh, that was what kept me with it. Just making it fun. Everything has, for me, it has to be fun. If it's not fun, I'm not going to do it, period. I won't waste my time on it. So it's interesting that that that's a criteria that it has to be fun because there are so many aspects, like we can't possibly have every part of language learning be fun because there is going to be some kind of like drills and exercises and eventually you do have to absorb that grammar in maybe a, a less ideal way and you were saying before that you tried out tools like Pimsleur and you found it didn't work for you so I'm very curious how do you decide which direction you're going to go in and when you try something how do you know that it's it's simply not good for you or that you're just finding difficulty make, making progress. Because as a beginner in a language, it's so hard to make that distinction of knowing, am I just not good enough yet that like everything's going to feel hard for me? Or is this tool simply not fun and I need to ditch it and go to something else? Because it's very, I like the, the idea that you're willing to experiment with different things. But there's that, there's that weird balance of like, how do you know that 
um, maybe there is a tool that's, that's a bit more fun versus how do you know that like you just need to work through this because it's going to be difficult anyway? Right. Yeah. So with Pimsleur, I think, I think, uh, Pimsleur probably could have, uh, I think it works. You know, so many people use it. There has to be some kind of benefit for it. I think it didn't work for me just because it wasn't, it was, <laughs> it wasn't interesting to me, to be honest. You know, I just, um, it just didn't hold my interest. And, and so once I get to that point where I'm just not focused on it, I have to let it go. Um, so, um, you mentioned that like at some point you have to do the drills and you have to do the unfun portion of it. But I found that even drills can be so much fun (laughs) depending on how it's done. Um, so for example, in one of my lessons, um, it's speaking practice. And so you learn different sentences, but then after that you do drills. And so someone there, uh, the, the instructor will say something in the language and then you have to answer it, but you're only given a certain amount of, of time. That's fun for me. I don't know why I'm just like this geek or something, but like, that's really fun for me. Um, so even though it's something that is kind of stressful because your brain has to think within this five or 10 seconds, how do I put this sentence together? But it's making you think quicker about how to formulate the, the response to the whoever's asking you a question. And that's what's going to be really helpful in the end, right? Because you want to be able to speak with these, the people in your target language. So that kind of thing can be really fun. Um, I just try to find if, if, if it holds my attention, I'll stick with it. Um, and then I just keep looking for ways to, to do the hard stuff, but in a way that, I'm going to stick with it. For example, um, I know Duolingo is kind of controversial, but it's helped me with uh, other areas of when it comes to grammar. You know, I was able to understand um, how to use pronouns and, you know, reflexive verbs and things like that because of that supplement, uh, the whatever Duolingo was supplementing. I try not to spend much time in it, you know, because it could just be like this rabbit hole. You just, it becomes a game. but um, that kind of thing when you have to learn maybe the stuff, the grammar parts that you don't really, I don't really care, you know, <laughs> I mean, I do care, but it's not the most fun part about it. But even that, if you can find a, a fun way to learn it and a fun way to drill those, those different, um, things in, then, um, I think that though, those are really how I think that's, I don't know if that's coherent, but I think I'm trying to get these things all in my brain <laughs> out uh, coherently, but I think, um, even, even for the not so fun things, there are ways to figure out a fun way to do it. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, if it was, if it's, if, if I'm not really interested in it, it's just not gonna stick for me as a method. And I'm going to try to find something else that I like. So you've mentioned a few of the tools that did really work out for you, um, during the challenge. And I'm curious, because obviously as you're learning and there's just so many tools available to you, how do you keep yourself from having serious FOMO with some of the other things that you're not using? And how do you narrow down what your system is going to look like and what tools are enough? I think that happened for me, that point where I stopped the FOMO was in month three. So at the, at the, the first two months, I was just kind of trying out everything to see what worked for me. And then month three was when I figured out the tools that I could 
that were the most beneficial. So the the first two months um, were spent using what I already knew about um, the Italian Pot 101, and then starting the Italki lessons. But then there were other tools that um, the other challenge members were using, so I would try those. I try them out, you know, for a few weeks, and I thought they were good, but the ones that I continuously would come back to, those are the ones that I felt like, okay, I think this is, obviously it's working for me because I'm coming back to it and I'm finding some benefit in it. And so um, by month three, uh, month three was actually when I finally investigated uh, the story learning program and wished that I had started from the very beginning because I found it so beneficial. Um, and think I could have even, you know, done even more of like, accomplished leaps and bounds more just because of the structure of it and how, um, how effective it was. So, um, I think it's good in the beginning to just try different things because it's learning a language is just a, a, a second language or a third language is just a different sort of thing. And your brain has to wrap around this new language you've never understood before. And so trying out different methods is really good to figure out what works for you. But then once you figure out what works for you, just stick with it. <laughs> um, you know, at this point, I don't feel like I need to try this app or that app or this program or that program because I feel like I have a solid foundation now, you know, and I can see my progress um, with this language. So I don't I don't think I need more than my music learning with the grammar attached to it. And also I watch, you know, I watch the TV shows and, um, and the story learning. And so I think that's, those are, once you have that, just stick with it. Once you have that good system, just stick with it. Don't go chasing the shiny things because it actually can end up being a, a distraction for you. Yeah. That's amazing that you've, you've found a system that works for you now. And I'm interested to hear, like, as you move forward now, where do you see your language learning plans going? Like, do you have uh, an idea of when you might introduce Spanish and how you know you're going to get to that upper intermediate level? And what's your general language learning future going to be for these next years? So now that I am in this language learning mindset, I just can't get enough. And so I want to become um, fluent in Italian. I don't know if I'll ever get to Italy. I want to. But, you know, I can still find language partners um, to talk to, to speak this beautiful language that I'm so in love with. Um, so um, I have kind of what I've set out for Italian is to continue my language, my, um, my lessons with Mirella. I'm going to do the story learning all the way up to the intermediate level because I think it's going to really help me. Um, I'll continue with Italian Pod 101 and I'm just going to continue speaking and just continue immersing myself. I don't want any English in my house. And it's kind of crazy right now because my son is off at college. It's just me and my cats. And so, but I talk to my cats in Spanish, I mean, in, in, in Italian. Um, you know, I'm just, I just want to be fully immersed in this language until I get to that level. And then as far as Spanish comes, I'm honestly, I'm so, <laughs> I feel so excited about Spanish right now. I just want to jump in it right now. Um, so that might be kind of something that I do every now and then. I'm just, I don't want it to, to take away from my Italian. I don't want to get confused because it'll be so easy to get confused. Um, but I, I'm really excited. I want to start Spanish as soon as possible. But so that makes me motivated to get to, you know, that intermediate level in Italian as soon as possible so I can hurry up. So I think, 
I want to set maybe by the end of the year. If I can be at Italian uh, intermediate by the end of the year, then I want to go full force into Spanish and then get to intermediate there and um, continue until I'm fluent in both. And then uh, with Korean, Korean is a different kind of, <laughs> it's different. It's not as hard as Japanese or, or, or Chinese, but it's, you know, cause you have to learn a different, um, a different alphabet. And then some of the sounds, it just sounds the same to me. And so it can be very difficult, but I watch Korean shows, you know, and now I'm seeing, okay, oh, I know what that word is that they just said. Cause I hear it so often, you know? So even though I, uh, Korean is not a focus for me, it's still, I'm getting exposure to it. So maybe next year I can, at some point, maybe mid-year next year, I can start picking up Korean again because I know so many people that speak Korean and I'd love to be able to talk to them. But I feel like, um, and after that, maybe Portuguese. I don't know because I bought uh, Ali, Ali's, uh, there was a bundle he offered when the Korean, um, he released his Korean, uh, his Korean lessons and it bundled uh, Portuguese and Latin. And so maybe Portuguese. I will pick up because I've learned, I meet a lot of people that speak Portuguese, but it just, I'm so excited about this journey. I think once you start a, learning a language, you just become addicted. And especially if you already have a list of languages you want to learn because it's dear to you, or you just, you know, you have your why. Um, but it just becomes this thing where you just keep, you want to keep going. Um, languages are a marvel to me. They're so amazing. They have different sounds and you know, just the, the whole history of how they were formed. Uh, when you talk about the Romance languages, how they were formed from Latin and French is so different because of its German influence and, you know, just all these kinds of things. It, I just find, find it so interesting. So I think for the rest of my life, it's going to be a life, uh, lifelong um, language learning journey for me. Our final question for you is a question that we like to ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your definition of language hacking? <sighs> what is my definition of language hacking? I think it is just finding what works best for you. You have to start from day one with your goal. If you have no goal, if you have no why, I just don't think it's going to be very successful. So start from there and then don't feel like you have to stay in a certain box of learning. This is how it needs to be done. You need to learn A, B, C, D, E like this because it can be suffocating, I think, and it can restrict you. Do what you feel is best for your language learning. Find what works for you and do what you love. Find a way that you can, because you have this reason why you want to learn this language. But if you love the process, it's going to be so much easier to stick with it, even when you're doing the difficult concepts and the, the concepts that are just not that interesting or not, you know, they don't just, they don't keep your focus so much. But if you love it and you have your goal and you have your why, um, I think that is the, that's my definition of a language hack. hack. And then, you know, having your, your accountability partners is so important, I think. Don't try to do it on your own. It's better when we work as a team, you know, even if that person isn't learning the language, um, find someone that's going to root for you. That's going to be so excited about what you're doing and wants to learn. What, what do you, oh, say this. Can you say this in your language? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, that kind of thing, um, will help you 
I think in your processes, your process as well. And then just find the methods that, that work best for you. Don't feel like you have to do a certain method because it worked for this person. Well, maybe you learn differently or maybe you have different needs, you know, find what works best for you and then you'll stick with it and you'll accomplish your goal in the end. Very well said. So you've given us loads to, uh, to work off here. We'll make sure all the resources you mentioned are in the show notes so people can check those out. Uh, but we really appreciate you sharing your journey with us today. Thank you so much for coming on, Diana. You're very welcome. And for everybody listening, I'll wish you all, until the next time, very happy language learning. Happy language learning. So at the end of each episode, Benny and I like to share something that we took away from our conversation with our guests. And this is something that you can try out in your own language learning this week to see how it works for you. So Benny, why don't you start and share your takeaway? So uh, what I like about her story is that she already had her big why and her passion. Uh, a lot of people, when they come to us, they know they want to learn the language, but they don't necessarily have that passion. And yet she still wasn't successful in learning the language. So it is a big, crucial aspect, having that why. And she, she mentioned a few things, but one thing that stood out for me was that she said she had never set a date or a deadline in her previous attempts at learning a language. And it's the whole thing behind the concept of fluent in three months and ultimately the concept of the challenge. And something I've seen People who don't even do the challenge will set themselves their own version of a challenge that within 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, I want to do this. And this concept of a deadline uh, is baked into things like SMART goals. And it's it's why I really recommend people uh, think about this when they want to learn language, that just generally trying to learn the language is not going to get you the same bang for your buck as having specific deadlines. And she said lots of other things, especially having support from other people. But the deadlines, I think, uh, and having a goal is crucial to pushing you even further than having that passion. What was your big takeaway? I couldn't pick one, so I have two, and I hope that's okay. Um, the first is language learning resource FOMO is like a serious thing. And I find that language learners constantly spread themselves way too thin with their resources because they're trying to do everything. And I love that at the beginning, she took a period where that's what she did. Her goal was to try everything and then see what worked for her. So if you haven't had your try everything phase, do it now, get it out of the way so that you can pick the resources resources that work for you and focus. And I think that's so, so important. And the other thing that she said is that it needs to be fun. And this may seem obvious, but I find even for myself, a lot of the time we dredge through resources and things because we feel like we have to. Um, and we get, we just like pick something after that phase of trying things and go, well, this works for everyone. So I'm just going to do it, but it's just not going to work for you. So find, like she said, find the things that do work for you, the things that you do enjoy doing and that you keep returning to, which were the words that she used. And those need to be your resources. So the two are kind of related. Go try everything and then stick with the ones that you keep returning to and don't let yourself have FOMO about all of the rest. Um, you can put them off to the side to get back to once you finish the resources that you're using currently, if you feel like it's something that you'd like to use in the future. But 
don't worry too much about it and don't force yourself to use things that you just don't enjoy using. So that's it for me. All right. So once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. In this episode, we mentioned the Fluent in Three Months Challenge. If you're interested in joining us, you can learn more at languagehacking.com slash challenge. And until the next time, happy language learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave us a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis, Shannon Kennedy, and Elizabeth Bruckner, and produced by Alice Semino, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. The theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening and happy language learning.